Welcome to another edition of the Brothers Podcast. Today the brothers, Police Correct Joe, J Boogie, LT The Voice, and World Tour discuss mental health. Stay tuned everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brother Podcast. Today I'm joined by LT The Voice. How you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. World Tour, how you doing? What's good, baby? My fault. My fault was good. Jay Boogie, what's going on? What's good, fellas? To Liddy Correct Joe, what's going on? Blessed day. I'm in a blessed day. All right, today's topic, we're going to talk about mental health. World tour, when you hear mental health, what, what, what's come to your mind? Well, it's, it's a lot, man. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the PTSD, it's the trauma, it's, it's all of that that we go through as kids and, and, and the struggles, the struggles that we come up as, the struggles we go through as adults as well. Like it's a constant struggle and it's never over. Right. LT the voice. Yeah, I mean stuff tra- stuff traumatize you when you're younger and you just hold on to it. Sometimes you just silent and keep it in. You don't let it go until cer- certain things happen to you. And it's like a backlash. Everybody have certain situations and stuff that go on in their mind, but once it once it crack open, it crack open. Jay Boogie. Yeah, man. When I uh when I think about mental health, um, particularly as it relates to to us as minorities, I think about, you know, like Tor said, a lot of things that we go through in the upbringing, but then still some of the things that you continue to go through. Um, as adults, but it's only not things that you go through. I think it's also things that you are exposed to um, that may not directly impact you physically, but obviously it affects you mentally. Um, and then I, one, the other thing I think about mental health is, you know, the lack of access to, to medical care for, for us as minorities. Please correct, Joe. Um, mental health to me is we, I feel like it's not taken serious in the black community, but we all be we all go through some shit, and sometimes we just don't have no one to talk to, or you know, because we it's, it's, it's laughed upon a lot of times, like this nigga crazy. But it, it's like PTSD, a lot of issues, a lot of things we seen when we was younger, a lot of things that affected us, and we just hold on to it, you know. We don't have access to like psychiatrists or it's, it's a lack of resources to to help us you know get through stuff so we just hold on to it and you know go crazy sometimes lay it out with violence or you know abusive relationships so you know it, it, it's a problem it's a problem in the black community 
World tour. What are some of the what are some of the things that causes someone to have mental health issues? Well, um, obviously, definitely the, the trauma, the trauma, and um, and, you know, just going through so many things that that uh that's bad for your health, and and you know, being the the, the PTSD. And hold on a second. Now, give me a second, y'all. Go ahead, um, LT the voice. Go ahead. What are some of the things that causes someone to have mental health issues? Like I um I I, I kind of answered the question before you asked the question, like holding stuff inside mm-hmm. and, and building up, build building stuff up, and you just holding things, and, and when something happened, it just popped. All the stress, mm-hmm. everything you thought about sometimes you could just release it on somebody and they have nothing to do with the whole situation and just build up stress animosity mm-hmm. and just just holding stuff inside because something you witnessed when you was younger or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be or somebody could have did something to you when you was younger and you just always held that inside and kept it like a secret mm-hmm. so sometimes mental health could be more like Something you keep it from everybody, nobody won't even know. Mm-hmm. World Tour, you back? Mm-hmm. All right, Jay Boogie, what are some of the things that causes someone to have mental health issues? Um, I think it could be a variety of things. Obviously, is life experiences in general uh, causes people to have mental health issues. Um, again, things that you are exposed to. Um, that you tend to not talk about or not say anything about really causes you to to kind of store a lot of things in your mind for so long as a kid into your adulthood. And it, it, there does come a point in time in your life where you do break down because again, we talked about this before a few podcasts ago. You know, I look at I look at our bodies as compared to taking care of a car where we do maintenance on a car, but yet, you know, we know we need to do that in order to make a car run. But when we look at ourselves, we don't take care of our bodies, both, you know, mentally and physically um, to to make sure that we are okay. And and then it it could be also on a professional level too, right? You could have a lot of stresses at work that really messes with your mental that, you know, some, I mean, we all notice that sometimes at work, there are things that could happen that could push you, you know, to your mental capacity um, and, and push you over the limit. And so obviously for me, you know, being in the military, seeing a lot of traumatic things in Iraq and Afghanistan and other countries that I've been to, uh, some of those experiences, you know, could lead to things unless you talk about it and get that type of stuff off your chest. But I think right. those types of experiences can can really push you over the edge. And it's never good because somebody else, as we saw again this past few weeks with all of these mass shootings, a lot of these kids have mental health issues. And granted, none of them were black. But, but you still have mental health issues and it impacts other people um, because of your mental health issues. Right, definitely. Police correct Yeah, Joe. one was black, but um, he got caught at um, 42nd Street with the, um, the um, AK-47. But his father got, got, got killed by the police because he was doing what he was doing, running up one street and all that other stuff. But his son was all the way in Manhattan. So you, Spike, you, gotta, well, no. you, gotta, you gotta explain the, explain the story, Spike. So what happened exactly here? 
All right. The guy got caught on, on the train with the AK-47. What train? And where this happened at? This happened in, this happened in Manhattan, 47th okay. Street. Okay. Times Square. Mm-hmm. I got caught with an AK-47. He had his gun on, on, on laying down. No, it was in, in, on the platform in the train station. He had his gun on the floor. He was charging his phone, doing what he was doing. And the police walked up on him and he got locked up. But later on, the story said that um he was he came all the way from what what was it? Ohio Ohio or somewhere? Where where was it? Excuse me, I forgot exactly where, but he 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 wasn't up here. So the father, like a week or two earlier. He ended up getting killed by the police. He was he was fleeing the police and shit. So his son ended up coming up here. For whatever reasons, the cops don't know why he was up here. He thinking that um he could have a, a gun, a, a, a um AK-47. He got a permit, but the permit not not from New York. So he carrying the fucking gun in New York thinking he was fine. So they locked him up. They didn't tell the rest of the story or what's going on on the case because that just happened, what, two days ago. So they still following up on it. But it's just people is not being mindful, the mental health. People have different alternatives or to, or, or to excuse me, different motives, basically. Mm-hmm. So we, we they don't know why he was up here with the AK forty seven. He was he was in forty second street, and he don't even live in the state. So his motive could have been whatever, but they caught him, and they he he's in charge. We're carrying his weapon, and all this other stuff. It, it, it's just so crazy. People walking around thinking everything is good. People have issues. That's mental health. People don't know what's going on in other people's lives. People could just snap at an instant. And, it, and it's so just so crazy. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Yo, um, Ma, real, real quick, Ma, before yeah. you go to uh, politically correct Joe there. You know, I know y'all all saw this this incident with this uh, National Guard lieutenant uh, down in Virginia that was pulled over by the cops with pepper spray. And then <laughs> we got a chance to talk to him. And, uh, you know, what came out in the conversation with him was we didn't realize it, but Eric Garner was his uncle. Oh, really? And so, and so he had post-traumatic stress from what happened to his mm-hmm. uncle as it related to cops. And oh, by the way, he was in uniform, crystal clear as day. But he had a he had a post traumatic stress reaction, knowing that his uncle was killed by cops for selling cigarettes. So again, the post traumatic stress, the mental health issues, it directly affected his family, obviously. But his reaction, which he didn't he didn't react crazy to it, but in the back of his mind, in his mental, he knew that his uncle was killed by NYPD, and he felt himself in the same situation with Virginia State Police. That fucked his mm. mental up. You know what I mean? So, and so that's how mental, 
Give us a little background on that, Jay Boogie. So he was he was pulled over. It was supposed to be a routine traffic a routine traffic stop because the cops didn't see his temporary tag, which was on the back of his car, which they saw eventually afterwards. But obviously, nice car, young African American male. They didn't see it, so automatically they became aggressive. This cop who was known, he had a history of of, of doing these types of things to people, um, and so obviously he was just fired three three or four days ago. But again, it was a routine traffic stop that turned into a gun put in his face. And he said he was scared. Obviously, anybody with a gun to their face is scared. That's a natural reaction. But in the back of his mind, his uncle was choked out and put six feet under by cops um, because he was selling cigarettes. And obviously, it was because he was a young African-American male. And so obviously, he sued the, the Virginia State Police for like $4 million. And that's ongoing. That's an ongoing litigation right now. But again, in the back of his mind, he didn't want to have that same fate happen to him. Right. And you know, and did you um, also hear when the guy said, I'm scared, the cops said you should be. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when 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 the guy when the cops said that, how should someone take that? As he says, I'm scared you should be like, so what what that mean? What 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 is he going to do to him? You get what I mean? Yeah, and I mean naturally, you know, it's a it's a a fright or flight type thing going on in his mind, and then you're at a you're at a you're at a gas station and they got you kind of cornered essentially with a gun in your face. So I think he handled the situation remarkably. He never made any type of moves towards the cops. He didn't do anything, but yet the cops are overly aggressive. But but back to the point of his mental, he was fucked up already because he knew that's how his uncle died. Right, definitely. Yeah, that's that's very that was a very scary situation. And to do that to someone who's in uniform, um, and not only that, see, they try to find police try to find um ways to just Luke, pull you Luke off stuff, just to fuck with you. You get what I mean? Because I had something similar that happened to me when they said they couldn't see my tag, and my tag was right in the back, similar to where his was at. And they said we couldn't see, it. and I said, Look right there, you can say, Oh, but it's too late now, they done pulled you over, so now they're gonna do a routine or whatever. The situation may right. situation may be, but some things need to change. They if they pull you over for something wrong, they still going through, you know, their whole process of of the right. traffic stop. Uh, right, the traffic stop is illegal at first, but you know what I mean. And they trying to, um, you know, make it seem like but, uh, the justification of 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 the stop. Yeah, look like my man Teddy y'all... jumped on too, bro. No. Ted, what's up? What's going on, fellas? Ted, what's going on, brother? Chilling, brothers. What up, T? Yo, yo, it's a reunion. (laughs) Yeah, what's up, man? Going on, man. Yo, I'm watching the game. I see that. I see it on the recording. That's a real nice touch. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I did it for you, Teddy. I did it for you. For sure, baby. So real quick, I Overtime. I jumped on late, so I don't want to have to, you know, revisit, you know, topics that you guys already touched on. But, but oh, um, well, I got you, I got you, Ted. I'm gonna bring you along slowly. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So right. I just want to jump, jump right in, right? Because mental health and and mental health counseling and how we view mental health. It's something that's real near and dear to my my heart. Um, it's a space that I worked in for you know almost the last decade. 
So my question to you fellas is how do we view, you know, uh, in the black community specifically, how, how do we view, <clears throat> excuse me, view mental health and mental health treatment? Good question. Over to you, Joe. Um, we don't give it enough respect, you know? Like, if you take, like, the communities, like the white communities, yeah. right? Mental health is taken real serious. And, like, in the, in the schools, they have, like, um, therapy and, and the family. It's, it's, it's taken serious. But in the black community, and, you know, a lot of us are guilty for it. We just be like, oh, that's just a crazy nigga. You see your man like you know yeah. what I'm saying bugged out and you just be like oh that nigga crazy that and, and and it's not it's not taken seriously and the the, the, the the government don't care about it like even if you know if you get the G building right the G building they close it down yeah they close down all the um the safe areas and the treatment all that shit is out the door like I saw this guy bugging on the train and he was wilding and throwing shit and people went to the cops the cops told him yo we ain't got nowhere to put him and just you know what I'm saying, tell the tell the son take the next train. So it's not it's not taken seriously, and and it, it's gonna it's gonna do harm if, if it's not handled correctly, you know. Yeah. But it needs to be, it needs to be taken seriously, and you know, over the years when I'm mature and I learn, I learned that it's a, it's a real issue that needs to be looked at, and we need a bigger we need bigger funding from the government. Yeah. And, and, you know, a safe place for treatment for people with mental health, you know. But also, another but another trick I learned, too, is um, at my job, they were telling you, like, a lot of times, you know, it, it, it's many different stages of mental, mental health. And a lot of times we don't take care of it, but they said, like, a lot of times you're at, you're at work or you're at home and you're just overwhelmed, stressed, overwhelmed, stressed. You know, they say a lot of times you got to find a safe space for like 30 minutes and just sit there. And, and you know, just sit there for 30 minutes just to get your shit together. So they, that, that's, that's, a, that's a little trick, yeah. you know? So I, I'm, I'm going to break it down a little bit further. Maul, sorry just jump in, you know what I'm saying, take this over. But I'm going to take it a little further because I'm not even talking about on the counseling on the counseling tip, because a lot of brothers ain't gonna go to counseling. What I'm talking about with mental health is like, a lot of brothers don't even talk to their homies. Like dudes that we know for 20 years, we don't, right. talk, about, we don't talk about real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talk about the shoes we got on, the watch we done bought, you know what I'm saying? How we need haircuts and shaves and shit. We don't, like when we stress, we might, spend five minutes talking to our lady or the joint we fucking with or whatever, but we we not really talking to our homies. And I think that's where we got to get to with mental health because it's going to take generations for us to trust counselors. Right. You know what I mean? That shit's right. going to generations, but I know I could call Jay. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, Jay, it is what it, what it is. So we got to get to a point as far as mental health where we trust our homies enough to talk about some real shit. No, but you know what they said too, Ted? And to keep yeah. that, I, and I mean, keep, I, I and mean to keep cut you off. Within, and within yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because homie, a lot, certain homies may be bitches, 
you would sit there and be like, yo, I'm I'm gonna talk to you. I need I need some advice. Yeah. And that nigga sit there and run and go tell that motherfucker. They go tell everybody yeah. what the fuck you going through, and niggas looking at you like, oh, I, 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 I. you understand what I'm saying? So it's, it it, it got to be a trust thing too. Yeah, that's so, that's why they they don't talk to these these people that they don't know in therapy. Exactly. So I'm talking to you. I don't know you from a hole in the wall, but I'm telling you my whole fucking life. Yeah. So, no, but so that, I think that, that's, that's true. I think that's true, spot right because. I tell you, man, like, you know, you experience a lot of things being, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan again. And there are there are there are counselors that are there that that understand your experiences. So when you talk to them, you do feel comfortable talking to them. We can't say the same within our own communities. Right. Because we like Teddy said, we don't feel comfortable with talking to people about it, not even our homie. But I would mm-hmm. tell you and I'll ask this question to the to, to the fellas. I personally think. But I would ask you guys, do you think there is a direct correlation with the lack of education uh, within our own communities as it relates to mental health issues? Mm. Repeat that again. Mm, That was deep. Is there a direct correlation with the lack of education and mental health? So, so I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah. A lot of a lot of times, like um it's the, the lack of education because you look at the cycle, look at the the ones in front of us, like how Teddy was saying, like the OGs, you, you think an OG is gonna tell another OG that how he really feel about certain situations? No. So we are not even taught to share those intimate, intimate um details, yeah. basically our horror stories. Like, cause I know all everybody on here have horror stories that we never heard of, and we all hold on, hold on. I want to cut y'all off. Listen, I have I have Diamond right, my niece right. So she graduated with a psychology major. Do y'all want her to tap in? Yeah, a lot of tap in. Yeah, sure. But that, that's, that's kind of like not a problem. Yeah. All right, so I, I actually she because yeah she she got a psychology major. This is my niece, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> All right, she 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 got she got to come on camera. She got to come on camera. Yeah, nah, she's not right now. Right. A... No, <laughs> 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 gotta come on camera. No. I want to see who I'm talking to. Come on now. Yo, it's yo, only fair. I, yo, I want I want to get I a, real real quick though. World Tour was hitting on something something bad, major dad, before before Joe. Joe, like in the switching room. So I really, I really want to give him the floor if he had a little bit more to say on that, because bet, he's right. Nah, nah, you good. He, he's right though. We all got horror stories that we never shared, right? You mm-hmm. know, and and to tie it into you know Jay's point, right? There is a correlation between a lack of education, a lack of exposure, um, to all of that, and. It's an overall lack of trust, man. The black community has built up uh, right. for, for solid reasons a lack of trust in social systems, whether it be policing, whether it be counseling, whether it be DHS Department of Human Services, CPS, all that, all that. So, so I I think that that is a major issue. So it's education, it's a lack of trust, and all those things that you fellas hit on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So hey, my bad, T. Go ahead. 
that so my my question is how do we change that how how do we how do we begin to to build trust build trust in the brothers you know what i'm saying and our peers and then build trust in the systems and uh, is it possible for us to build trust in the systems good point it, it, it is possible yeah it is possible we need more black it's hard it's hard it's hard no. it's it's no, hard we, it's uh, hard for this it's hard need, for people need, to get to get we can't trust nobody yeah. no but listen to me because like, so like, 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 i think I, but, I think i know what joe getting ready to go go ahead joe yeah yeah we we all right you go to you go to a, a to therapy and in therapy you have a white doctor who never is the same shit as the cops, the, the psychiatrists, the teachers, the, the police officers, they're in the same boat. They don't know how to relate to us. So that's, you know, and if you yeah. can't relate to us, how could you help us? And that's the problem with psychiatrists. Psychiatrists, they, the therapies, they can't relate to us. And, and we need the to start there. We need, lack of education. There yeah. you go. And we, and we need more black psychiatrists. We need more black people in that. It, 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 it don't matter if you're black. You, you may not be from the hood. It matters, spot. Yeah. How could how could you? You, you may if, not if you be from the hood, fight. so you cannot. Yeah. If you're not from you, you, you was hitting what, on the right point. What, but when so, you but black, if you're not black, from bro. the hood, it, it, you can't relate. Like you just said, you just said that, Joe. But you, when yeah. you how black, could they relate? No, even but, if even if they black, they still can't relate to you. I'm gonna tell you something because they're not living where you living at. Look, look at let me tell you something. Look at Aubrey, right? When when you black, that color scare people, bro. And and it doesn't matter where the fuck you from. When you walk in a store, you're gonna get followed. When police see you, you a threat. When people see you, you a threat just because of your color. Don't matter where you from. Don't matter how much money you got. It it matters your, your color. Plays a very, very important role. It's not like everywhere, Joe. Not everywhere. Everywhere. Not everywhere. everywhere. Where, in but America, maybe to you, the... maybe you feel that way. Maybe yeah. you feel that way. But before not you, everywhere, oh, right, Joe. Right. Like before, before you come no, on, you Joe. You, right. So, 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 so you driving? You driving a Benz? You driving a brand new Range Rover? And and before you even open your mouth and speak to the police officer, what are you to that cop? What are you to that cop, man? Before they could speak to you and find out how much money you got, find out what's your, 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 yeah. your, 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 where you live you at. You're getting pulled over. They're questioning you. You're still but a person. Right. They're scared. They're scared because of the color of your skin. And I'm, I'm not talking about police officers, <clears throat> but I'm talking about we don't have people who, like, if I'm black, right, at least I'm not like, yo, man, I keep getting followed in stores. That black person could relate to me. They, they could say, oh, you just, it's just in your head. That's what a so, white person would say, oh, it's just in your head. You know what I mean? So you're not going to be like, what? real, real fast, Joe, real fast, too. real fast, real fast. There's, there's so much I want to dive in, bro, but I, I just don't want to take over this whole shit. I really want to see what Maul got to say, if Maul has anything to say, because I feel like um, there needs to be space for everybody. So, Maul. No, we good, you, my you man. Good, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, man. Okay. Y'all see me out there. When I'm ready to talk, I got it. Go ahead. All right, man. I just... <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we want to hear you. Right we want to hear you. We want to hear you, though, Ma. Yo, yo. We want to hear you. Yo, yo, but here's, here's, here's why I want to hear you, bro. Because when, <clears throat> when Jay told me that y'all were doing this, I'm like, damn, bro. How beautiful is that, that brothers that knew each other, you know what I'm saying, from 
from day one, or if not day one, at least day 1.5 are coming together <laughs> to talk about real shit. So the, the fact that you orchestrated this shit and giving us a platform to come together and probably talk in a way that we ain't never talked to each other before is, is beautiful. So I always want to make sure that you get your spot. If I'm on here, like I want to hear from you, man, because you're the point guard of this shit, bro. Like, no, nah, real, real talk though. So real I, talk. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you, Marlon. I appreciate being on here with my brother, seeing all your faces, but there's, there's so much involved in that. Like, like a trust man. Um, even, even the way, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you guys were going back and forth about how you're perceived by the cops when you pulled over, right? Uh, we all going to have our different views, right? We are all going to have different perspectives, right? But our interest is the same. We want to we wanna move the culture forward, move the youth forward. So, like, how, 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 do, we, how do we do that? What is it going to take for us to feel more comfortable having conversations about important issues to our young homies, you know what I'm saying? Or, or even to our peers, like, what does that take? Takes education, bro. Like, but when you say education, education from who? Cause not the white teacher Wait. that taught me, you know what I'm saying? So who? Right. But you, like, but you have to build off that though. Like, yeah. So who, who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do the educating? Right. I feel like so, we need yeah, more. I yeah. I, hold, so I think, I think that you know we went a little too fast for everything before, because before you can start saying to, how can we fix it? I think more or less, how can we understand what are the types of mental health? Because there's different types of mental health, yeah. um, out here. So I mean, like. Like Teddy, or give me a form, a type of mental health that you know of. So, uh, first of all, y'all, yeah, yeah, I don't know because obviously we, I haven't really talked to y'all in twenty years, right? <laughs> so, like, y'all went to bed one night, and the next night I wasn't in the hood no more. So since then, I went and I got my master's degree, and my master's degree is in mental health counseling. So, mm -hmm. um. You're right, there's a lot of mental health issues uh, pervasive in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm speaking to like our community in general. I think the dominant one is PTSD. And while not everyone is going to have PTSD, the full-blown disorder, you can have traits, you know what I'm saying, of it, right? So you might not have all the traits to get the clinical diagnosis, but you might have some of the what's called the hypervigilance, right? Where you always like, damn, I hate having my back to the door because I want to see like where my exits are. You know what I'm saying? You might not have the nightmares, but you might be vigilant like that. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> we got to start, like a lot of the behaviors that we, we grew up with, like that we said, this is me just being on my dean. This is me being on my shit actually is reinforcement of PTSD. You know what I'm saying? So shit that kept us shit that kept us alive is also the shit that perpetuates the illness. You know what I'm saying? 
So what we got to do is is really start breaking those down, breaking down our community behaviors, and then we can understand. No doubt. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yo, Jay, but wait, let me get toy. Oh, that, diamond, 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 diamond is on too. All right, give me a form of, of, of all right, Joe. Give me a form of, of, of a mental health, um, a type of mental health disorder, Tor. He said PTSD is there's a range of is a so wide range of them. So give me one that you know of. Well, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm not really I haven't really done a research to say that mm-hmm. I know. But like how Teddy just said, man, that just that's just so that's so much clarification. Like mm-hmm. I'm when I'm on my shit, I'm on point. I I know where the exits are. I know my getaway, my escape plan. I know yes, if I sir. gotta bust somebody across the head. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's actually that's that's the illness right there. That's, that's growing up in the hood. Yeah, because we we have to survive in the hood. We not we not living our lives. At a young age in the hood, we we grew, we learning how to survive and adapt into our environment, i.e. dealing with the police, dealing with with um the mob mentality, the gang mentality, bullies and all that, and trying to fit in and of course with the clothes and the materialistic things. It's just that's a lot we deal with. So what you say that anxiety? Well, yes, anxiety is definitely a big one because I, I feel that as well. You know, you I feel anxiety anxiety when I don't have money and when I have a lot of money. It's yeah. like it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how to explain it, tell you the truth. All right. Jay Boogie. Yes, sir. We got anxiety, we got PTSD. Give us one of uh a mental health illness type. Um yeah, I, look, I think to, to, to Teddy's point, there are a lot of different traits of PTSD. And, and I hate to say, I, I hate, I mean, Teddy's a, he got a degree in this and so does, so does uh, Ms. Diamond, but it, it's, I hate using the D in PTS because it's mm-hmm. not a disorder to me, mm-hmm. right? I, to me, it's what, the, it, it's what makes people not want to talk about it because automatically you have a finger that's pointed at you that says you have some sort of disorder, right? And so we try to get away from that so people are willing to talk about it. To me, the only way people start to feel comfortable with talking about it is when you get away from the use of the word disorder. If it's post-traumatic stress of any sort versus a disorder, I'm more willing to talk about it than I am if you tell me you're going to clinically diagnose me with something. Because automatically what people start to think about is my livelihood, what job's not going to hire me if I'm clinically diagnosed? I, to me, those play a big part in people's minds when they when they think about going to a doctor because right. you could be blackballed by getting a job if somebody tells you you are clinically diagnosed with PTSD. And there's no doubt about it that people think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a host, there's a range of, of traits of PTSD. Obviously, my experiences was different being in the military for 20 years growing up on the street. So we all got, you know, different things like I eat Teddy hit. I mean, you hit that shit on the head when you was like going to a restaurant. I, to this day, will not sit with my back to a door. Clearly Teddy just told me I got a trade of it. Right. So, but that's just something that we do. Cause I mm-hmm. need to know where my escape plan is, how the hell I'm gonna get out, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the biggest part of PTS is the D in PTSD. That, that I think that is the biggest problem with it. Yeah. LT the voice. 
I mean, shit, schizophrenia, bipolar. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, to me, I don't know. The young lady and Teddy, they got degrees in it. Are those two the same? No, they're not. They're not the same. I also, I also trained in that as well. That's what I do for a living. So of course, you know, I, mean, yeah, I know that. I do that for a living. So yeah, so no, they're not the same. Um, but um, because you go by anxiety disorder, it's a mental health disorder characterized feelings of worry, anxiety, fear that are strong enough to interfere with one daily activity. Bipolar is, let's say, a disorder associated with episodes of mood swings, ranging from depressive low to manic highs. Mm. So that's when somebody's bipolar, they have mood swings. That's why when you say person, that's why a person with a gun that's bipolar, you never know what may happen to them. You know, they may, they may one day they may pull a gun, they may shoot you. They may not shoot you. They may laugh. You never know. You never know them. Depends on their mood swing at that time. The person that has that suffered from anxiety, that person always worried about something. He worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. What's going to happen the next minute. He always worried. You know what I mean? So it's not the same, so to speak. But they all classify as a a mental health issue. You know what I mean? But um, back to Joe. Um, so we have Diamond on, right? So Diamond, when you think about mental health issues, what's what comes to your mind? Is she on? She got disconnected. Okay. Joe, Joe, go ahead, Ben. Um, There's a lot of things, man. Mm -hmm. I, but I, I, I like to say PT. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of shit that affects Black people. And like I said, we, and like Teddy said, we just don't talk about it. We don't right. trust nobody to talk about it. But it's a... It's a lot of things like just growing up in the hood. You're not answering the question, Joe. All right, so y'all want to talk, let's talk about PTSD because that's like the oh. biggest one, right? So Jay, oh, no, Jay's no. pulling out that, like Jay, let me ask you, there's a lot of people that's in the military that, you know, that suffers from PTSD, correct? Jay Boogie. Jay. Mute. My bad, my bad, bro. My bad. Uh, yes, man. There, there are a lot of people in the military that suffer with it, and and it's not all related to going to war. Uh, again, you see a lot of people suffer with it just based off of their upbringing. Um, you know, it's one of those things when you go through a mental evaluation to, to join the military. Um, you know, you you ask questions, and then you you there are questions that you can answer that that won't really show that you do have some sort of mental health oh, issue because because people yeah, want to join the military so they don't you know what i mean they don't disclose those types of things but there it is it is rampant in the military it is absolutely rampant all right cool so Tor, you know anybody that's going through ptsd um yeah me, me. what's 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 going on with you well um you know it's hard to identify identify everything that you're going through, but I do I do have anxiety at moments, and you know all you guys know I've always been hasty, so like I always never could stay still. Like I always got to keep moving, always got to keep doing something. So it's like I notice these things now that I'm older, and I definitely um be feeling 
a certain kind of way. I be I, I do have mood swings, so it's like it's a constant struggle. But every day, I, I strive to be a better person and just stay focused. But like I said, man, it's it's kind of hard to explain when you're going through it and you you realize what you're going through. But at the same time, is it, it just it overcomes and becomes who you are at moments, and it's tough, man. It's tough. Is there is there a particular event that that you suffered um, from that caused you to have this PTSD? No, actually, it's not. Like it's just been a chain of events. Like all the things. Like you know, you guys all all on the Zoom know the stories and know all the bright ideas I had as young. And you know, like a lot of things could have went totally left. So I think about all these things and all these illegitimate moves I made when I was young and how it affects my life now with regards to people around me. And, you know, it's just people from my past. It's a lot to digest on a daily basis because I, you know, I'm striving to be a better person. So it's like, I understand everything that I've been through. Well, I don't understand everything that I've been through, but I feel the effects of everything that I've been through moving forward, trying to live a righteous life. I think it's more anxiety than anything. That's, I don't think that's PTSD. It has to be an event that you suffer. Like, say, well, somebody was raped or something like that. You get what I mean? Um, but who was about to say something? Go ahead. So I just, I just want to jump in. As far as the PTSD, uh, most people that experience, you know, PTSD, while, while they some will be able to identify, you know, a singular event. Um, a lot of times it is a pattern, it is an accumulation of anxiety producing events that has some initial like um, what we might refer to as acute or obvious symptoms that mm -hmm. just were never addressed. So, so you'll have it in the beginning and it'll be like a little anxiety. I'm a little bit more antsy when I go to the club this time and now I'm way on point by the age of 28, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm scoping everything out every time. Like, so I do think some will have that pinpoint pinnacle event, uh, but others, like what, what we're talking about, you know what I'm saying? When Jay says move the, remove the D from, you know, PTSD, what Jay's talking about is that accumulation of stress, right? And I think that's also tour. Obviously, um, you he could point to like one event, like damn, that was real fucked up, and that changed my trajectory. But it's not. It's accumulation of shit. Like I saw my first person get shot. I was four, five years old. You know what I'm saying? They holding this dude, bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there's others along the way. So I think with in terms of like the the black community, though. We got we got to get to the point where we're just talking about this not in in terms of the the dominant constructs of white culture, right? We just got to talk about it as if it's a part of life and remove these fancy terms that don't really mean shit to us. You know what I mean? So no, I get what you're saying, but the game at the end of the day, you know, like they say, it is what it is. You know what I mean? The 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 post-traumatic stress disorder 
even though you could say the name, it's still what it is. No matter if a person, let's say you mm-hmm. said a person was four years old, you four years old, you saw a person who shot that changed your life. You get what I mean? Um, that's post-traumatic stress disorder. No matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, yellow, mm-hmm. green, purple, it's the same thing. It's just that black people in general have a tough time of expressing themselves or talking about it. Or us in general, black men, young black men, have a tough time even explaining it to the next person or anyone at all. And then that where it accumulates to a point where it gets unbearable. It you get what I mean? So that's the point of it. Yeah, you get what I mean? Up. So what you saw at four years old, you know, maybe that didn't really, it, it bothers you. But as you saw other things, you know, that built up like a virus or like a bacteria, it builds up to the point where it becomes like an illness. That's what no, I'm saying. Totally, totally. You on point with it. And hey, Diamond. Mom, Mom, Ms. Diamond is doing yeah. it, man. I be, I'm interested to hear her take on this. Oh, um, hello. Hi. Hi, Diamond. Um, repeat, repeat the question to her, Mom. Yeah, what was the question? So what I, what I, I want to like to know is, like, we talking about PTSD. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on it is it's a, it's a very common, you know, disorder that a lot of people live with mostly a lot of people who went through, you know, their traumatic events, a lot of like military people go through it a lot. I know plenty of people who sometimes like, you know, who have definitely went through it and they still have to deal with like, you know, sometimes the intrusive thoughts that will come up and like, you know, so I really wish that there was like, something more that can be done to help them instead of like having them just be like oh or instead of like telling them just be like oh just avoid like the the reminders of it or something because maybe it's something that they can't avoid maybe it's something that like they can they see like every day or something you know what I'm saying so yeah like how do we get better in the black community with it this is a great question it's a very great question (laughs) <laughs> I'm coming to the um, professionals. I am not a professional. I'm the military guy, so you got to help me. Um, Understand. Within the black community, I don't really know what the answer would be for that, other than just basically. Where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Okay, so I think I think I think you know I think more like she, she, it, I mean she's still you know think it's it's such a uh, a tough topic and to have an answer right away and then that's why we've been dealing with what, this, what's this, tough this, about the topic? A bit, you know to, the question itself of how can we how can we fix it that's well how can we help military people do you have the answer for that can you answer that question. I don't think there's actually. I don't no, I'm talking. I'm not talking. I'm not, to, I'm not talking to you, Don. <laughs> I'm talking to LT the voice. I'm talking to one that's questioning. I'm talking to that one. Do you have the answer to that? Please tell me. Let us know right now. Yeah. You don't. I I, I did not. I did not <laughs> pass the ASVAB on purpose. 
I didn't even take the ASVAB at all. So I don't know. <laughs> no, J- no, Jason know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I, I I kept pressing C all the way. I thought about it. I said, nope, I ain't going. And then 9-11 happened. I would have been in the 9-11 if I would have. Yes, I would have. All right, so world tour. World tour, how do you think some no, people can treat okay. treat this situation? Can treat post-traumatic stress disorder? Yo, well, I know how I treat mine, but... Well, how do you treat you... yours? What is, what, is, what, how do you, what, what is your coping mechanism? He say he get that blood, he good. It's, 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 it's guapi gumbo, you heard? Guapi gumbo is $80 an eighth, though. It's kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> not solving the problem though. That's not solving the problem. But I know. You know what? But you I know, know what? And, and and everybody else, especially Teddy would notice, and especially Diamond would notice as the professionals here, that a lot of people suppress, you know, their feelings by using drugs. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm that's the way. That's, that's, that's a coping I, I, mechanism. I, I, I'm. I'm. I, I'm. A, I'm a witness. Right. So, I'm a witness, I, and I common. agree with you 100%. Would you guys agree, and, Teddy and, and Diamond? Absolutely. Oh, without question, at the same time, at the same time, like, if if the weed, you know what I'm saying, if whatever helps you get through the day, you got to get through the day, right? But at this, you also have to do the human development work whatever that looks like. I don't, mm-hmm. And it might not be, you know, being with a, it might not be being with a professional. <laughs> it might be spending more time with your kids or the people that you care about. You know what I'm saying? I'm, right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one to be like, nah, I don't fuck with the weed. Don't fuck with this and that. Cause that's a coping strategy. That's a way to get a hide, hide your problem. That's not, that's not my story to tell. That's not my road to walk. Right. What I am going to say is at some point we got to be honest with ourselves and be like, I'm using this at this level to accomplish what goal. Right. Mm. And then when you say, damn, that that goal is to help me escape my problems. Now, you know where you a little fucked up and like we need to grow in some areas. I'm not going to say get rid of that. I'm going to say we got to figure out another. We got to figure out some more tools that we can add to the toolbox. Even therapy, therapy doesn't fix any, you know, drugs don't fix anything. Like they give you pharmaceuticals, they give you psychotropics or drugs that you can take to help with your anxiety. It does not fix anything. A good counselor or a good psychologist is going to tell you that. What the drugs do is they give you a window for you to work. So the marijuana could be the same thing, right? Or whatever, whatever you're doing, it could give you the opportunity to just chill and do some work. So we can't rely on the marijuana or whatever solely, but we got to figure out what the fuck else we could do to, you know, move beyond it. Right. And you know, it's cool. I, 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 I have a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The first thing is, is coming out of the, the, the dial process, you know? And, and that's the major step is to identify that you have a problem. Um, once you identify that you have a problem, then you can work on the problem itself. And Tor identify that he had a problem, you know what I mean? So that's the first step in the right direction is to identify yeah. that there is a problem. You know, oh, that's so. the title phase. 
You get what I mean? But go ahead, LT the voice. I'm sorry. Yeah, like um for um for basically, for example, sometimes I bury my feelings, but I hold it to myself, but I turn to a bottle. How could I help myself fix that? So and I'm talking to the professionals because sometimes if I got too. something on my if I got something yeah. on my mind, I don't want to talk about it, but I, I sit there, I go talk to Henny or I go talk to Paulie. You understand what I'm saying? Nah, nah. nah and, 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 and I just sit there, it just, it just, it just hold that and bury it inside. That's what I said with the mental yeah, health. Yeah. Sometimes nah, people have stuff and they just hold it inside. And then when it pops, it, it can pop on anybody. It ain't got nothing to do yeah. with that person. You just let everything go. Yeah. How could I help can I myself with that? Can I tell you a story though? Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, Joe. This this is what changed my life. So I remember me and Wade, we was um I was I was 10 and Wade was six. And I remember we was living in a basement apartment with my mom's and Omar. So Omar had a um a night job. Uh, a day job, whatever. So he was working on Saturdays, like moving stuff. And we was broke. There was no no food in the crib, no nothing in the crib. We was completely fucking broke. And we was hungry. You know what I'm saying? And the only thing that my mom's had was a fucking bottle of Ray's rum, right? So she woke up and she just felt fucking defeated. And she just drank the whole fucking bottle. I never forgot, bro. She drank the whole bottle and passed out on the fucking bed for the entire day. So me and Wayne sat there like fucked up for the whole day, you know what I'm saying? And then she woke up like nine o'clock at night. And when she woke up at, ni- at night, she started crying. And I said, what's the problem? She said, you know, uh, she said, I, 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 I woke up in the morning, I, I didn't have anything to feed y'all. And I drank the fucking bottle of, of rum and I'm waking up nine o'clock and y'all hungry still and I still ain't feed y'all. So that shit didn't solve anything. And from that day on, my mother said I would never, ever drink to solve my problems again. You know what I'm saying? And by her going through that shit, it taught me. Like I said, if I have any kind of problem, like in my relationship, in, 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 in my life, in, in, at my job, I never drink or smoke because I felt like that's not a way to solve your problem. You have to, I only drink and, and, and do what I do in celebration. So, you know, like, Finding out a problem about that is just learning. Sometimes you don't have to go, you don't have to experience shit. Sometimes you, you know, you don't have to go through it. Sometimes you can just see someone and, and see the effects of it and, and, and come to a conclusion like, yo, drinking doesn't solve anything. Yeah. So that's why I don't drink. Well, that, I know, drink sometimes because I, I want to bury yeah. my hurt. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so can I touch on that real fast? So, Joe, 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 to, to, Touch on that. What you're talking about is learning vicariously, right? When yeah. when you growing up and you see somebody touch the stove and burn their motherfucking hand, like you know you don't gotta do that, right? That's something nope. very simple. But yeah. to get back to you know, voices question on on um um what do what do we do, right? When we when we when we realize that we are using these things to bury our pain. And we might not have the resolve that your mother showed, Joe. What we what we gotta do is trust, man. Like we gotta find that one person. Like, yo, I could call this guy, and this dude gonna pick up. Whether it be five minutes or ten minutes, 
and we got to start honoring each other as brothers and not not talking about all the frivolous shit. You know what I'm saying? Like me and me and you know Jay just connected maybe about nine months ago, and we always we we talk about some goofy shit from the block, but we always talk about some balance it with some real shit. Like we got to have real conversations. So so I think for the voice and tour or whoever else, I don't want to make this about one particular person, but individuals in need gotta gotta find like one or two people that they feel like they can go to and that means on the other end if you're one of the other dudes receiving the call you gotta be ready and willing to like talk to a motherfucker accept it right you gotta be ready to receive it and not give advice like your job as a friend is not to give advice it's to listen just listen like be comfortable with silence Be comfortable with another voice. Don't feel like you need to cheerlead or 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 browbeat or be like, nah, you wrong. This is how you should do it. Sometimes motherfuckers just need to listen. We not comfortable with silence, bro. When we hear silence, we like, right. oh shit about to go down. So so we we don't really like just let people talk and then let that shit marinate. But we gotta let people who have problems let them talk and let them shit marinate. And then what'll happen is as LT, you know what I'm saying, is saying it and he's hearing himself, he's gonna start figuring out how he can fix it, right? Just by having a just by having an outlet. So we gotta be comfortable just receiving other people's message, you know what I'm saying? And be like, I'm here for you, bro. That's all we need to say is I'm here for you, bro. Yeah, that's well said. Right. Well said. Yo, Ma, well, hold on, Ma, Ma, that's what you yeah. be doing to me, nigga? Cause I be- <laughs> <laughs> you ain't the only one that's gonna say that because Ma should just say, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. you good though, you good though? Are you good though? <laughs> all, right, well, all right, cool, I'll speak to you, I'll speak to you later. <laughs> well, well, Joe, I, well, I'm I'm trained in that profession and I'm, and that's what I do all day is, oh, is listen. So, you know what I mean? I, I, Jack of I, all know. trades. You know, Yo, so man. I, so I can listen to people and and issues because I hear a lot of bad shit on a on a daily basis. So you get what I mean. So you know, I listen. I always listen, Joe. But you one know one I, outweigh the other. You can give advice. Right. No, I, don't give advice. I, don't, like, I don't I give advice. I don't. I don't give. I don't. I will really, call more. Right. I don't really give advice to my friends. No, but I, mean, I, t- I talk to you and you know and talk to you like a person. I don't want to say like I'm like I'm working because people think hey, yo, you're working. I'm not working. I'm talking to my friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for real. No, because I be feeling. So the thing is, I'm, uh, okay, I, I, Joe. I, I be going through some shit with like my well, no, I be going through some shit with like my pops or whatever. And I call this nigga Ma and just be talking, talking, talking. And before I know, it's like two hours, and Ma just be like, uh huh, yeah. And just like, <laughs> yeah, I just said that. Uh huh. Word. Yeah. Alright. Like, right, cool. Alright. You good though? You good though? Yo, yo, yo. Can I can I tell you one thing? I one one thing I learned in the military, man, dealing with a lot of suicides and people with suicidal ideations. There was a there was an old black guy from Georgia that told me this, man. When I joined the army in two thousand, he said God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, so you could listen uh-huh. more than you talk. And I think, and I yep. think to Teddy's point, sometimes people just want to get stuff off their chest. Now, if you don't feel like you have that outlet, then then it becomes a problem. You know what I'm saying? 
And I think that's where, like, like Teddy said, like Maul said, you know, I'm not here to give advice because I, I don't know what to tell you. But at the same time, I'm going to listen to you. And that's what you want at that point in time. When you reach out to call me, I just need to be able to be able to listen to you. That's it, period. Right. No, that's and true. I think to and Teddy and Diamond what, what, and what they do, they probably do more. Yeah, I was about to ask what Diamond else. got to say. What Diamond got to say? Because she, she ain't been on the air. I was just about to say, yeah, you, you right on point, Jay. She quiet. Right. Oh, oh, hold on. What was the question? Oh, no, you have to come on camera. You have to come on camera. Yo, huh? um, no, she don't. No, she don't. No, she don't. <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just, yeah. So, hello, Diamond. So, I'm having fun. So, it, 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 I think the, the question was as far as, you know, um, PTSD, like, how can, how can someone, um, like, what, what, were you listening to the conversation? Yeah. Okay. So can you touch on you said, right. right? Can you touch on what he said? <laughs> how you stop from drinking? drinking? How can he? Like, how can you stop from drinking? Yeah. How can he stop from um, drinking? Yeah. Say... Um, guys, okay, say the question again. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. um, pro professional um lessons. I, mean, I don't know classes, obsessions. I don't know. I stop. I would say yeah, I'll be, I, look, I'll be funny right here. <laughs> no, um, okay, okay, okay. I, no, 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 no. Honestly, honestly, look, look, look. Yo. <laughs> I think he's suppressing his he's suppressing his feelings right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact though. Yeah. But he man. definitely need to hear that. Let him hear that. Like I I, I bury my feelings and I hold it in. And and I go straight to the bottle because I don't want to talk about it. That's a very common occurrence within people who have PTSD or any other kind of disorder. They kind of like turn to, as you guys were saying, they turn to drugs because they don't want to address their emotions or the disease, the not disease, the disorder that they have. You know. Um, how he can stop that? Well, it would be best to like talk to a healthcare professional. I am not one, but a healthcare professional, and they would basically be able to um, put together a whole um, a whole treatment plan to, you know, get you to stop basically associating your your feelings with this drug or like you know so. Stuff like that, basically. You'd have to see a healthcare professional for that. I'm not a, fresh, a professional. But no, you know but what I would, you know what I would tell you, Diamond? You know what I would tell you, Diamond, real quick? Uh, I, I think a lot of times, obviously within the Black community, there, there is a hesitancy to talk to, to healthcare professionals, particularly when they Absolutely. don't look like you, right? And Absolutely. so I think that hesitancy in itself, and then two, the lack of access to it, I think is a major problem. But, but I think, you know, to, to, to help Diamond out in this conversation with LT is to, 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 <laughs> to Teddy's point is, do you not trust somebody to pick up the phone and call somebody to talk to them if you don't trust the healthcare profession? Yeah, I was about to, um, I, I, I was about to um, ask Diamond and Teddy for their, for their number so I could talk to them. All right, but look, you just met Diamond. You ain't yo, seen Teddy yo, in 20 yo, yo, years. Yo, 
I'm gonna cut this guy off because I already know what it is. It's been 20 years, bro, but I, I know what it is. So, no, you cannot have Dom's number. <laughs> but, but, yo, you know, you go with me, you go always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna get that number, nigga, because I, 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 I spoke the ball. And I dead ass be like, yo, what's up with Teddy? Yeah. About two, three weeks ago. Yo. Like dead ass. Nah, nah. So real real quick, I wanna say nobody wakes up like, <clears throat> yo, I wanna be a fuck up today. Like nobody wakes up and be like, yo, I wanna <laughs> fuck right. up my day, right? I wanna run away from all my problems. I just don't wanna I I wanna destroy everything like Nobody wakes up and does that. Everybody wants to, you know, be successful. So I don't think people are running away from their problems into a bottle. They just don't have appropriate solution. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So what what um I would encourage anybody to do that's facing these issues is like again, find that person, man. Um, I think the professionals are reaching out to a professional is a long leap, right? Because <clears throat> we ain't never done that before. So find that friend, find that community, conversations like this, bro. I ain't never been in a conversation like this with five, six, seven, eight brothers. You know what I'm saying? This is like the first time like I'm in this situation other than a school situation, which is not, not real. So I just say more conversations like this, more platforms like this. And as we learn some shit together, we got to remember to give that shit to our nieces, our nephews, our this, our that. You know what I'm saying? Not, not hold on to the jewels that we're given. You know what I'm saying? There's so much information that I have that I don't give to other black people. Because I'm like, damn, if I tell them how I'm making this money or how I'm moving, what... Are they gonna be out to get some of mine? You know what I mean? So there's 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 like a lot of shit that we do as black people because our minds be fucked up growing up in the hood that we gotta slowly break down. And mental health is one of them for sure. So you could definitely get my number, bro. Right. So world tour, what are some Smart. of the things? What are some of the things in the hood? Yeah, I'm saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is some talk, world talk? What are some of the things that's yeah. in, that happens in the hood that causes people um, to have mental health issues? Well, um, like you know that story that Joe told. You know that's a deep story. Being hungry in the house that 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 becomes an issue. You know, um, that's that's a that's a big one being hungry like because there's a lot of aspects of that you know not having nothing in the fridge could drive you crazy and also definitely like it's it's normal to me because i grew up in farragut projects like police brutality i've seen that every weekend every weekend somebody got beat up by the police i always seen that so you know that programs a certain image in your mind and then growing up in farragut also we looked at the dudes from Four Green Projects as enemies. So like automatically, I have a hate for somebody who looks just like me, that's going through the same problems as me, but mm -hmm. I don't know why, just because he's from Four Green out from Farragut. 
And, you know, that even gets deeper within the projects because my building don't fuck with that building and the generational gaps is, is just a lot. It's a lot of division between us. And like how Teddy was saying, I could have the key to success and see you fucked up. It still won't help you. I don't understand that either. Because I'm guilty of that myself too. It's times like you could have did some, something that was nothing to you, but you will withhold that from your brother, for somebody who's in the same position as you. But you uh, yeah. you may be a little bit more elevated than them, but you'll withhold information, withhold resources. That shit is, is madness. Like, because I grew up in the projects, 20 of us, the same age group. So yeah. I know all about double double crossing, backstabbing cannabis. That's how we grew up. Right. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Right, right. Yo, I want to go to J-Book. J-Book, tell you some things in the, in, the, uh, in the hood that can cause some mental health issues. Um, I mean, look, I think it goes back to seeing each other getting killed, seeing mm-hmm. young boys get killed, you know, seeing, you know, shit, men and women being molested. Um, you know, growing up in a single family home could be stressful to somebody on the mental, you know what I mean? And we saw it all too much growing up in the hood, right? Growing up in a single family home, you know, mom struggling to put food in the refrigerator. You want to make sure you got the best clothes because niggas going to joke on you. All of that stuff played on people's mental and, and it, it it carries over as you grow up. And to Tor's point, like even as a young teenager, a young adult, you still like, I got the key to success, but yet I'm going to make sure you fail. And it's like, again, why do we do that to each other? Right. No, definitely. Because mentally, you don't want to see somebody else get on your level. But why do we why do we why do we operate like that? You know, definitely, definitely. We're going to touch on that. I'm going to go to Joe. What are some of the things that, um, that in the hood that you think can cause some mental health issues? Um, we lack of trust, man. Can't mm-hmm. trust anybody. Like I said, like, like Jay point, um, we, I feel like black people, especially we look at each other as competition, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that shit, instead of looking at us like brothers and helping each other out. But a lot of times too, it's like it, growing up in, on Sterling and shit and a lot of places, once a motherfucker see you with too much, you know, they're going to come and take it. Because, you know, it's the lack of, like I said, it, we, we don't, it's a lack, lack of education, lack of love, lack of trust. It's a, it, it, although there's a lot of love in the hood, there's also a lot of um, hate. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's the survival of the fittest. Right. So you, you grew up with that mentality, man. So it's like a lot of times, right. and, and, and it's like the teachers don't care, the cops. Like I remember one time one of our friends, he was all outside in front of Richie Stoop, and a police officer was was walking was driving by and one of us I, i'm not gonna say who it is but one of us screamed out um how you doing white boys i don't know if anybody was out there and the paddy wagon pulled over and said what the fuck did you say to me and and made the person that said apologize because the cop told him if you don't come out the car if you don't say you sorry you know i'm gonna come out there and whoop your ass and they and they started reaching for their gun and started opening the car, the, the paddy wagon. And and son had to say, you know, I'm sorry. And then the whole hood laughed at him. But they threatened, just because that man said, how you doing white fella, white boys? They pulled their hammers out and told him, threatened him and was proceeding to go fuck him up or do whatever to him. 
just so you could apologize so everybody could hear it. You know, and this is shit. And we laughing like this shit funny. But this is some of the shit that, you know, wow. fucks with you. You know? Mm. But and it just and just carry on, man. And and we laugh at each other, we don't help each other, we don't defend each other, like yeah. you know, we hate each other. It's crazy. And then we expect <clears throat> other people to love us. Right. But yeah, you know, it's a vicious cycle. Go ahead, L- go ahead, LT the voice. Lose the question. What are some of the things in the hood that happens that make someone have mental health issues? I mean, I was I, I, I was I was kind of not to say young, but I wasn't young. But to, um, go go going through school. Matter of fact, I was in third grade. So I could I I could say it was some kind of a little mental issue with me because I had got left back. My biological mom's wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing, so I ended up going through the system, and my aunt adopted me, which is my mother, the one that got hit by the car on Sterling. You know, it's just you know, it's just that that that's that's like a mental health yeah. in, in my situation. So I'm still I'm still you know missing my moms, you know what I mean. But even though my mom, my biological mom's passed, it's just a lot of things I kept buried inside because I don't talk about. Mm-hmm. So as far as my mental health, it's like. I had a mother, I, I had another mother, and my grandmother was my mother. So it's just like it was it, it it's it's just crazy. Uh-huh. And it just it, it, a lot of things just worked out in such an odd way. It just my mental health is is I'm stable, but at the same time, I'm missing something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that's why I treat every female that I, I always have with the utmost respect, and I try to keep everything going good. But when your mother tells you something, you stick with it. It just, I, I still have issues. I still got a little issues. You know what I mean? It's just hard to explain. It's hard to explain. Uh-huh. So, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, I all, all, all my ladies is good. You know what I mean? I treat all my ladies good because I was raised by three females. So they're going to get the best in me. But shit hit the fan, shit hit the fan. I mean, shit. Uh-huh. Everybody go through shit. You know, you know what I mean? But it's just, eh, it's just, that's my mental health. Like, that's why I'd rather turn to a bottle and just like bottle it up inside and keep it in myself, to myself. Uh-huh. If I do do something, I beat myself up and fuck myself up. That's why when y'all saw me last week, my face was fucked up because I got drunk and I beat myself up. I couldn't make it upstairs. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, I can see now that, you know, that you use the bottle to, you know, try to suppress your feelings of, you know, what you experienced 
but since she was in the third grade, you know. Yeah. yeah that's what sounds so, like a lot. Yeah. Yo, yo, Ma, let me let me let me jump in real real quick. I know you're doing your ramp sorry to interrupt, but I want want to say all the all the shit that we we all been through, right? I just want to bring out one moment of positivity real fast before we get into this heavy, 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 right? <clears throat> so I remember, you know, when I when I first saw LT roll through, you know, like the back. Remember, we had the crate up. Remember, like when I saw this dude roll through. Now, remember, I'm fresh out of Brevoid. You know what I'm saying? So I thought Sterling was a motherfucking vacation. You know what I'm saying? So, but when, when, when I saw this guy roll through, Playing the Kirk Franklin, remember he had a boombox with the and with the, the Kirk Franklin. Like yo, we would laugh right. at it. We would laugh at that shit, right? GP, are you with me? But but that shit was so hopeful. That shit, yo, yo, that shit was so hopeful for me because it was like a young man with some courage to do some different shit. You know what I'm saying? We was all Nas, DMX, whatever. And this dude said, no, nah, I'm, I'm feeling this Kurt Franklin shit. I'm going to rock this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, and we, we laughing now, but think about how much courage that shit take. You know yeah, what I mean? That's a fact. That shit take courage, bro. So on all this shit, man, we got to take leaps of faith, right? Faith in our brother. You know what I'm saying? Be like, I'm going to have this tough conversation. Yeah, I'm going to take my shot of Henny, but you know what? I'm also, I'm going to reach out to Ted. I'm going to reach out to Jay. I'm going to do some different shit. I'm going to change the dynamics and show like the courage that, you know, my man Spot had when he blasted Kurt Franklin. We don't love some bullshit. Yo, yo, think about it. Which one of us right now is going to walk outside in the hood with the Kurt Franklin blasting right now? Spot. Nobody but Spot. <laughs> That's it. That's the crazy shit. Just sit there, bang, my, my gospel music. You right. Yo, and he knew what we was saying. He ain't gonna fuck. Swagged up with his boombox like a Christian radio Raheem, like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, so yeah, it is, man. It's about courage, man. It's about courage to speak on the issue. So Thank you guys for like allowing me to be part of this shit, bro. Cause this is some real, real, real next level shit, man. You know, one one thing I wanted to touch on. One thing I wanted to touch on was is with with Diamond. I wanted to ask from the female's perspective of some of the trials and tribulations as mental health with females in the hood as black women. Cause they go through a lot, you know, like spot trying to harass them over the phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then they go do worse Diamond. stuff than that. But they go do worse stuff than that. So you know what I mean? They so I wanted to talk to her about that and her experiences. Um well I, I have I didn't grow up like you know how Joel would like talk about how he grew up and whatnot. But six four six you know, <laughs> but um <laughs> 
like as a kid like being somebody who has also have some sort of like mental health issues myself um growing up I really was a very insecure like type of girl I didn't really like myself like and that's what a lot of girls grow up with the mentality they have that same mentality they have they're very insecure you know they're not sure if like people around them like them or like they they're very self-conscious and things like that and that's really how I was and Mm -hmm. like growing up over here like you know as a as a, as a young woman, you know, you have people like trying to holler at you and then like you turn them down or you don't answer them. They, they turn around and call you a bitch or a hoe and all that stuff. And, you know, you internalize that. Like, you, they're like, wow, I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like that happens up here. And then like, you know, you go to go to school and then like everybody has like, the best clothes or like if you like if you're growing up like in the hood like sometimes you don't have like the like all the money you don't have like the best clothes and stuff like that but you go to school you see everybody has like, the best clothes everybody has all these friends their little friend group and stuff like that and if you're like antisocial or like very shy you know that kind of takes a toll on you because you're like how come I can't be like this other person and you know like how come I can't be like them like they all seem cool they all seem like, like we're tape right now and things like that. And it's very, it's, a, it's very, it's growing up as a very insecure, like shy female is very difficult. And I feel like a lot of girls what, have, like go through that a lot, you know. What made you what feel insecure? Um, what made you feel insecure? I just didn't like I was I was like a fat kid I was very chubby as a kid so you know I didn't look like all of the other girls that people would say that they're pretty all the time so you know I was very insecure well if, if they ain't no thick was in I, I don't know what the problem was yeah, let us finish I... let us finish man I'm <laughs> sorry Diamond okay I'm oh, sorry Diamond go ahead okay. you hip go all ahead right, so yeah. sorry go ahead it's okay yeah, so like that's really all it, all it really is, all it was for me. Like I was just very insecure within myself, and I do know a lot of people, a lot of girls, go through things like that. Like I'm pretty sure, like it would be a different case for like if you ask another female this question, but like for me in my case scenario, being like just not being secure within yourself can really like mess you up mentally like nothing nothing from like like it doesn't necessarily have to be the external environment it could just be like your own internal issues that you you're trying to work out by yourself like you're not like working you're not talking to anybody about it you're just like internalizing them and like trying to work through them by yourself but you don't have all of the knowledge of how to work through it by yourself so like that can really just like mess you up mentally so right yeah. Yeah. Well, I 100 like agree with you. I 100 agree with you because I was kind of chubby back in my days. <laughs> I just right. told everybody I was big boned. <laughs> right. 
And you with the spot mobile. No. What? No. And then I got a car, so everybody was like, oh, shit, he cool. You know, that, you love that <laughs> thank you so much, Diamond, for sharing that. Because, yeah, because the women, and especially, um, you know, in the in the hood, they go through a lot. Um, again, like you were saying, as far as, you mm-hmm. know, with individuals trying to talk to them every single block, you know what I mean? Um, and they worry about how they look, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so how do you suppress your feelings? Like what did, what did, what happened or what type of tools did you use to help you guide you through this situation or how you was feeling about yourself? Right, or you still well, going through that right now? Kinda, but it's not as bad as it was when I was younger because I spoke to no one. I didn't tell my mom about anything. Like I didn't tell my mom about how, like when I was a kid, when I was younger, like I would get into like things just because I wanted to be cool. <laughs> so nah, like, when I was younger, when I was younger, I used to like I had a quote unquote boyfriend. And I thought he liked me, but he would hit me. So there was that. But I thought it was just because, like, you know, he liked me and he was one of the popular kids. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, it is what it is. And I told nobody that. I didn't tell anybody that at all. So that was a, another thing that I had to internalize. And how I coped with that was, you know, I took it out on myself. Maybe it was my fault. Like, he was treating me like that. And... I never shared this with anybody. Like I would cut my throat. So that's how I coped when I was younger. And yeah. like, you know, I would cut myself. I would tell myself like these like really messed up thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's your fault. Like you're the reason why he treats you like that. And like, nobody likes you because you look like this and things like that. Like I would really, I really like, I was really messed up to myself when I was younger. Like. I'm really like I'm glad I grew out I grew out of that, and like now I smoke weed to like deal with my shit. But like, before I used to just really just be really hateful to myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I coped as a young. Well, with my I husband. think what she's saying, Maul, is very important though because she talked more about internalized then externalize and us dumb guys for the longest for the last hour have talked about everything external but I think she hit on something that's very Mm -hmm. important which is really she talked about internal and how you deal with things and how you see things spot just really hit on it a little bit more about his personal upbringing Mm -hmm. but I think what she just hit on internalizing things and how you deal with it and what really really pushes you um, to some sort of post-traumatic stress event mm-hmm. it's really internal more so than it is external would you agree diamond mm-hmm. absolutely it's definitely how you how you cope with um your own feelings as well as the external environment that you are in mm-hmm. that really leads right. into mm. how really leads into like how you, you get into your mental health issues this is why women are smarter than men i just want to tell you that <laughs> yeah we <we're> don't <laughs> Yeah, that also shows you that, you know, that men, that men in the hood, especially in the hood, they are, they also contribute a lot to women mental health issues by the things that they do to them. We do Uh, more too. You know, you know what I do believe though? I I think what it also shows is that women are more, that women are willing to be more vulnerable to talking about things than men are. Mm 
And I think that's why you see mental health issues more in men than you do in women, because mm-hmm. women are more, they are willing to be vulnerable and they talk about it. Um, I mean, look, Diamond don't know any of us, but she was yet willing to come on here and say that. Like, I mean, we mm-hmm. knew Spot for fucking 60 years. He was here with, since Jesus left earth. And he literally just told us what he just said, right? <laughs> but yet Diamond was willing to talk about what she went through as a young lady. And, and it just really proves that minutes, yeah. women are more vulnerable yeah. than men. But <clears throat> that, that- In a good way. Yeah, no, but that that speaks to societal expectations, right? Women are expected to be more nurturing, more vulnerable, more this, more that. You know what I'm saying? True. Um, True. And men are expected to, man, no crowd punching the chest, right? Like, no, it, it is about yeah. the fulfillment of societal expectations. That what we got to do is kind of shift those a little bit and be like, it's okay. That's exactly right, man. It's you got to okay. change the narrative, man. Yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. but, but I'm going I'm to I'm tell you what can really help y'all to understand women more. You have to listen to Beyonce we, album. Oh, my God. You know what, bro? Beyonce. I listen to Beyonce, and I love Beyonce, bro. She deep. Oh right. nice. You can say. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying. What, what, Teddy said, what, what, what Teddy said was absolutely right. You know what I mean? Um, Because at the end of the day, when if a man comes to you with his problems or whatever, and you're like, yo, stop bitching, you bitch-ass nigga, you punk, you pussy, you know what right. I mean? Nah, like, nah, that nigga's nah. a gay, he's gay and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. What Teddy said is absolutely right. 100% right about that. Because no one want to be looked at as a, as a, you say, as a, as a punk, you know, a pussy, or, you know, any of those derogatory terms as feminine that a man could be called. Nobody wants to be called that in the hood at all because they feel like, you know, they may feel less of a man. Um, no, so tell me what Teddy finish, said was bro. absolutely 100% right. Yeah. Exactly. I want to touch on something with like world tour. Like world tour, listen, um, as far as the female's perspective, uh, what do you think causes this? You heard what she said as far as Diamond was talking about, you know, um, as far as the things that she was experiencing um, right. with the men. Why do you think men does this to the women as far as hitting on them, try to make them feel a certain way. Why do you think women need to feel like they need to fit in and stuff like that, the stuff that she was saying? Well, um, it's definitely it's, it got, it got a lot to do with um, how we were raised and how society portrays us and, you know, we want everybody want to be cool. Everybody want to be that nigga, so to say. And being that nigga is a list of ill things that we do. So all these things are are unfortunately a part of our our culture, which is not the right thing. Like like how a lot of people use is is two ways that us young black men express ourselves, and um, it's either through violence or sex. So we use those two things as weapons. And a lot of things has been misconstrued around all, along the way with the structure in the household, the lack of a a, 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 a righteous role model. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's far in between. Like like you know like shout out to my brother LT the voice. Like we do have a lot of our elders who fell victim to the bottom, fell victim to that hard white, you know, and all these other things, all these other drugs out here. 
And it's just like we have been downgraded throughout the generations. Now, you know, we had the, the whole pimps and slicksters, and it's just, it's nothing good coming out of the teachings that we've been taught since young. Right. Let's not, though, let's not get caught up in the trap and say, like, we're the only, you know, group that, you know, does this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, yes, we are all African-American here. We're all black here, so we talking about it from a black perspective. But, like, this shit is not exclusive to the black man or the black woman, right? This is, like, society. I, I think what happened was... Well, and this is just my theory, like a, a lot of the negative shit in society, like when you have poverty added to the mix, like no resources added to the mix, it just puts that negative shit on steroids. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's sprinkled out in, in the white community, other affluent communities, but they got resources and economics so they can bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Where, where we lack the resources, so all we left with is the negative scraps. You know what I'm saying? That's deep, oh, yeah. Right. What do you say about that, police? correct, Joe? That's what I've been saying all along, bro. Yeah. We, we need, we need, like, and every other race, if you want help, right? Like, just to get a physical, a lot of times I want a black doctor. I can't find a black doctor. Like if you want a if you want a therapist, you can't find a, a black therapist. Anything you want is so hard to find someone in a professional field to help you go through anything. Like even business owners, it's hard for people. You know, what I'm saying? it's just it, it's just so difficult to find anybody in in, in the African American mm -hmm. field to just to guide you a professional. Because yeah. as soon as a professional, as soon as someone gets to be a teacher or, or to, to be a professional, they leave the hood. And then when you go to these facilities for help, you're just dealing with people that don't give a fuck about you. Like even with my doctor, I have to go for a physical. I'm like, don't you have to weigh me? Don't you gotta do this? Oh, if you want to. Like it's, kind of, it's like no respect. And you know, like the dentist, you go to a black, a white dentist, they just wanna, or you got a cavity, they just wanna pull your teeth out, you know what I'm saying? They don't care. So you, it's like everywhere you go, whether it's the school, hospital, the police department, the fight, it's like no, like we're just fucking treated like shit. And, you know, it's no guidance and it's no help. And, and the only people we live next to, it's like Tupac said, you know what I'm saying? Like we live next to the, the, the pimps and the prostitutes and the criminals and the robbers. You put us in that little area, you know, it fucks us up. So it's like you can't, it's like you can't escape. It, and then the, the people that's there, that's left is like the hustlers and the and the, and the, 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 the people that's teaching you to do bad shit. They telling you, fuck these bitches. Fuck, don't give your heart to these hoes. You know what I'm saying? That you, you, you listen to the music, tell you, the rap telling you the same shit. Everywhere you go, it's telling you the same shit. So it's hard to break out of that. And then if you have no positive role models and nobody to guide you in the right way, fuck. So and, right, that's and we all going through that. That, shit that right goes now. into the mental health. If you sit there and listen to every lyric and do everything somebody's saying, the song. <laughs> I mean, um, 
You might be a fool. I'm not saying the song, but I'm talking about your surroundings, the, the, the guys up the block. But you in just your said out so your mouth, you got, so, so, people listening yeah, to the song. It's, it's, it's everything, but I'm saying it's everything all together, bro. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm saying it's the school, it's the, it's the, it's the neighborhood. Everything telling you the same fucking thing. Everything is saying the same thing. Well, 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 shit. That's why I was playing Kirk Franklin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, like, and, you know, I know that's gonna be the joke now, but, but like that, that's real. We got, we got to be different, different. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's absolutely right. So, Jay, yeah, you gotta flow to the old beat in your heart. No, but. But y'all see, but y'all see, you got, right? You got, you got to flow to open no, no. your heart. You right, Joe. No, you no, right. But, you right. But, I'm just yeah, going in with it. You right, though. But you see that? I know, what? I know. But I'm telling y'all this. I, I just said something like I listened to Beyonce, right? And all y'all laugh. And like, this nigga, right? But I'm telling you, Beyonce album touch on shit that a, a woman and, you know, you could really understand a woman by listening you to 100% Beyonce. You 100% right. And I'm not, I'm not, Beyonce and I'm not trying shit to be get like the females. Cause, cause you I'm see about to play some Beyonce right now for Diamond. And, and this nigga, and it's not, but this nigga Jay Z, she's like, if you listen to, no, like, if you listen to Lemonade, and you listen to the, to, to Beyonce, the, the album Beyonce. I'm about to be her Lemonade. No, no, but. Black no, Lemonade. Listen, before you get in trouble, man. Stop. But, <laughs> but, um, I'm having fun. <laughs> nah, but if you, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is like you're Kirk Franklin, right? Like it, it, that album touches a lot on what black women go through. Shorty laying it out right there for everybody to hear. And my wife put me on the Beyonce. I never, I was like, fuck Beyonce. Uh, but I'm not saying all of the, I'm just saying the Beyonce album, The Lemonade, that shit touches a lot on what black women go through. She That's just wanted saying. to let you know that she don't want no lemonade situation. That's why she made you listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the album. That album was good. But, yeah. All right. So, Jay. Jay, you there? Yes, sir. All right. So, let me talk about this. What what resources would you like to see in place to help um, individuals that's going through mental health issues? Um, that's a great question, man. Um, I think the resources that have to be available to people, one, is like Joe said earlier, we need to get more medical professionals that look like us. The problem with, with a push to get people that look like us into the medical professional is there has to be a, a need, not a need, there is a need, but a want for people to get into that type of profession um, to, to, to be able to affect the community. Because what we look at is what can we get into that's really quick that's going to help pay the bills. I mean, obviously, being becoming a medical professional takes a very long time. It takes a lot of education and it takes a lot of money. So do we need it? We absolutely need it. Is there a desire to do it within our community? Probably not. You know, medical, police, fire, you can look at those three professions in itself and say we need more people that look like us in it. But there is no desire at this point. So how do you... To me, we have to leverage those that are in that profession at this point, and they need to become the voice of it in order to recruit people to get into it. It's the only way we're going to get more people into it, because we are more comfortable with talking to people that look like us because we feel that they understand what it is that we're going through. Um, whatever, whatever issue it is, we feel like they have some sort of understanding, whether personal 
or within an extended reach to them of what it is that we're going through. I think that is the one thing that has to happen. The other thing I need, we, we really need to take a look at. I mean, yeah, we had this, this big Medicare and all this other crazy Obamacare expansion, but what did it really do for the black community as it relates to access to these types of, at, to these types of programs? You know, did it do anything? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But, you know, we also have to be willing to become more vulnerable. I think as we grow older in generations, obviously, as technology advances, people are willing to become more and more vulnerable to talk about things. But we talk about people that come before us, they don't want to talk about it. And so it makes it very difficult because when we talk about the education piece of it, like Teddy talked about earlier, who's going to do the education? We can't look at people that came before us because they, they weren't willing to do it. To me, quite frankly, it starts with us. Right, right, right. Amen on that, bro. Yeah. So, World Tour, what do you think? Um, question. Oh, you want to um, ask the question one more time? Yeah, what resources do you think could be put in place that can help people with, with their mental health issues? Huh. That's a... That's... That's a, yeah, that's a good question. Like how Jay and Teddy was saying, like, but just definitely how Jay was just saying, like, it's the Obamacare, like, that was what, eight, no, 12 years ago, wasn't it? 12. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I don't know. I ain't haven't seen, I ain't haven't seen anything like that ever in my life. Definitely not under the Obama years, not under Bush years, definitely not under Trump, nobody. So, like, it's, it's hard to say that it's hard to even figure out or fathom, like, where we do we go? Like, what I could say, I, you know, I do be saying a, a, a lot, too. You know, like, uh, Jay said, we got those people that are inside. So, like, for a perfect example, even, like, the big homie, we all look up to Jay-Z. Jay-Z could mm -hmm. do that. No, you want to do Ace of Spades. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of these people <laughs> that we put on a pedestal, it's like elevate, you know, Mr. Love, Diddy. Come on. Like these guys couldn't be doing these things in our neighborhoods. A perfect example, look at DMX. DMX is are their pair. He just died. Cause you could tell he he been going through real life struggles. Those other two yeah, are yeah. And, and, and that go all through his music too. You could listen through his music. He's sitting right. there telling us a whole story through his music. Right. So if right. you really sit and listen to his music. He telling you what he going through. Through his music. Now, imagine how much money he made for people. Like, so like, there are structures in place to do these things if they wanted to. But obviously, they don't want to. Like, like all these entertainers and athletes and all that. You can't tell nobody what to do with their money. But at the same time, we all know the hood is in turmoil. We know that. We see it. You watch the news, and then you see all these these kids keep being killed by the police. So it's even it's like they don't. I, yeah. I feel like you no, know, they, they don't care. Like I feel like a, a lot of us don't care. I ain't gonna say them. I feel like a lot of us don't care. And you know maybe it's my mentality still, but you know it's it's hard to figure out. I know somebody who just bought who spent ten thousand dollars on clothes. You know, things like that. And it's like so much things that you could elevate yourself and educate yourself to to really put yourself in a position to win. But 
and everybody want what's out there. Like we know we know the vibe of the hood. Like yeah. it's crazy. Right. What, right. What about you, Tag? <clears throat> so, oh man, it, there's so many things, man, that I would love to see uh, in the hood. I think uh, both in the medical field and and education. First of all, first of all, man, I I definitely, you know, what I'm saying, agree with what Jay said in terms of we have to leverage the current professionals that are already in this system, right? Because depending on what measure you use, like blacks only make up 12 to 14% of the US population. So that means, you know, even if they all went into the medical field, we we still not moving great numbers. So we do have to find some way to use the professionals that are already in the system. With that said, more uh, medical professionals, obviously. Uh, I would also like to see the educational system change. I want, I would love to see kids like working toward their GED in 10th grade. That way, if you choose to go to 11th and 12th, great. But if you wanna walk out the door in 10th grade, at least you got some, you know what I mean? Um, more vocational trainings, you know what I'm saying? More, more barbers, more hairdressers, more nail techs, you know what I'm saying? More sound in the nails, the shit that we into, I want that shit to be a part of like the high school curriculum. Nobody cares about algebra three, sine, cosine, and tangent. Niggas don't care about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit is irrelevant. You're if right. Asked, if somebody asked me, yo, what's the cosine of this? I'm like, what am I cosigning for? You know what I'm saying? Like nobody cares about algebra. So so we gotta talk about we gotta make education practical, make make it short term, have kids walk out the door not only with a diploma, but some certificates where they could go to work. Right now, I live in Oregon, bro. Do people are working at Target making fifteen dollars an hour? You know what I mean? Out out the gate. So I think we got to change our education system and make employment more like viable for people. Cause if I could, if I'm only going to make $12, what is minimum wage in New York right now? What is minimum wage? Anybody? I think 15, I don't know. Right? I don't like, even know. But let's, let's assume it's 15. What the fuck I'm going to do with $15 an hour in New York? That's it. Ho- you asking for me to get into some trouble. So we, we gotta get some some appropriate training, some appropriate certifications so that people can move independently. Right, okay. Please correct Joe. Hey, you know me, man. It's all about education, brother. Okay. I feel like, like we need to what? change the educational system. Like, like that, bring back the after school programs, right? Mm-hmm. Bring back the after school programs. I remember they had um, what's that? The, the the shop class where you learn to build shit, right? Electrical, like bring back the the the, the a lot of blue collar jobs, like teach people. You get what I'm saying? So I, I feel like the after school program is, will be like real great. More summer, like you can't even go to summer school no more unless you're failing. So you know, bring back summer school. Bring back after school program. I, and as as, as 
And as simple as you take it, those community centers that they had back in the day, right? And in NYCHA, the, 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 the summer programs, they closed those down. Like the, the, the night, the night, um, the community center, they used to be open at night for the teenagers. That shit, I think, saved, saved our lives, bro. Because instead of us being in trouble, we was in the community center playing basketball and, and, and playing pools till like 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, you got to be home. Kept us off the street. Kept us out of the hands of cops. You know what I'm saying? It's simple stuff like that, that they shut down all these programs that, you know, the community really needs. And, you know, but that's where I, I, I feel like at the school, teaching us, you know, teaching us about credit, teaching us about finances, teaching us mm. about shit that really matters. Instead of fucking, like you said, like, like, like algebra and, and, you know, even though I'm great at algebra, but, you know, like algebra and, 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 can't fucking count. Can't count. Huh? Can't fucking count. Get out of here. <laughs> watch me count. Watch me count fast. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, nigga. <laughs> this guy said. <laughs> yo, yo, this guy said, even though I'm great at algebra. <laughs> I'm great at algebra, bro. I just want you're part of the problem. He ain't, he ain't teaching nobody else. You're part of the problem. <laughs> I'm great at algebra. Uh, I'm trying to get my dose. I'm trying to get my Dogecoin game up. You ain't helping me. Yeah, but you know, like, yeah. like, like, like calculus, calculus kick ass. But you know, algebra is great, bro. I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, we need to like finances, shit, credit, shit. Let's go, like, the square, bar square, bar square. <laughs> the spot mobile. Okay, <laughs> 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 like, hey, Joe. Finish up, Joe. I want to go to Diamond. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 but that's it, though. Just the school system, man. It's, it's shit, and they treat us like shit, and we have, and nobody cares about us, man. You know, like even one time I was late for my health class, right? And just a short story, but I was I was late for I was late for my health class, like every day though, you know, because I was out here hanging out with y'all. But the teacher in the morning when I was late, she yo, said, I ain't oh. gonna put that on us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but the teacher, she looked at me for the entire class. And said, what, you you had another meeting with your probation officer? This is what the fucking teacher told me and I was in the ninth grade. Mm. You get what I'm saying? This is the shit that we have to deal with. She wouldn't tell a white kid that. I doubt it. That's crazy. And you were like the w- most well-behaved one. I th- no, I really wasn't. <laughs> no, but you, no, but you did have you did have a party house, though. Now we're gonna say that we're gonna say that once the recording is finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Diamond. Diamond, you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Okay. What what resources would you like to see in place that can help people with mental health issues? Um, I would like to agree with what Joelle J and Teresa basically like more focus on black students within the educational community within the educational system because, um, you know we don't. They don't teach us like shit that we care about, like or shit that's relevant to like going through life. Like as Teddy said, who the hell give a fuck about algebra or calculus or statistics? Because what is that? Why is that a requirement? Like I feel like we should be teaching people like finances, like Joel said, and like how to budget money, something like that, and then. I also want to see like 
better like internships like more like more people of color within like pushing people to have kids like join internships or like also better accessible internships because the internships nowadays like you have to like it's like a raffle or something like it's weird like you have to be picked for it and then if you're not picked you just figure it out you just have to figure it out like that I feel like that's not really motivating because it's like why can't why wouldn't I be able to like do this this thing because you're not even paying me for it so it's like why do I have to like go through all that all that waiting and like contemplating and stuff like that to just for like a like not the best ending I'm sorry my train of thought is like really like in and out right now but um oh, you smoking on that sound <laughs> <laughs> but but I think the diamond's point though, more internships do equate to jobs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Basically, yeah. Um I basically want to see more of that, like more internships, more like you know, I think I also agree that we should reopen like community centers because that keeps people like out of trouble, you know, it gives people something better to do. I also agree that there should be more of a um what is, what is that thing what is that thing called mm. no i'm gonna stop talking right there <laughs> Forget it. no we're oh, gonna wait, make you know spot we're gonna make spot the president of the community center <laughs> no but you know what you know what else too um jail like i feel like the jail is like the perfect place to like help people with issues and also remember they said in jails they, they have like you're a prisoner they'll teach you how to be an electrician in jail they teach you, you how to they teach you a trade now they in, in jail they teach they they, they 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 teach you how to be a fucking gardener okay. i heard you know what i'm saying they teach you how to garden and and, and, and grow fucking grass and then you're going back to the projects jail only enhances someone mental health issues yeah. right. that does. doesn't help that right. doesn't help. No, but what I'm saying is they could what, they all, had man. the correct therapy. Remember, you like they're helping up. people. No, they, that, that doesn't help with someone's mental yeah. health issues though, Joe. That's what we're talking about here. No, but they could I mean, but yeah, but the but the, the thing of jail is I feel like the original thing of jail was to 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 take you away and to help you. They just lock you up there oh. and make it worse. That that but ain't it, 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 that ain't what's happening. <laughs> that's not what's happening, but I said cut, it could. Joe, Joe, I'm gonna cut that off. I'm gonna cut that off because that ain't never been. <laughs> that's a that's a fairy tale, bro. That ain't never been the story of American jail system. Like, yeah, they we know were, that. I know that. They, they've, I had said, pro- they've had program. Are you saying that's what they should be? Yes, that's what it should be. Okay, okay. I'm not saying that's, that's what it is. That's different because it ain't never been that. You know so Teddy, you got bad sunlight out there in Oregon, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. I got that solo on the roof. You already know what it is. Everything oh, nice. money. <laughs> Yo, I want to get to LT. I want to get to LT. You guys, so you can answer the question. Go ahead. Oh, here we go. All right. Don't say whatever Jay nah, said. It's just... It, <laughs> I, 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 I knew you were saving me for last to what see if you, I was going to say something. About, but it's all got to do with trust. It got to it gotta deal with trust. You have you have to have trust, because if you can't trust nobody, you're not gonna tell nobody how you feeling. And it, like like 
you're you, you not going to put your heart out there to somebody you don't trust. And that's just a fact. Right. So I want to touch on something really important. This is with children. Uh, it's called ADHD, right? So when you say educate yourself in the schools and all this other stuff, when a child has behavioral problems, they identify that as ADHD. So they send them to a medical professional. What that per yep. medical professional does is provide them with Abilify or some type of drug to try to calm them down, which in terms messes them up moving forward um, as far as they need a need for it or, or it gives them some type of side effects. And then later on, when they start getting older, it becomes an even worse situation. And that's why you see a lot of these people, a lot of these kids nowadays have so much issues. Put on the fact that they also have been experienced traumatic experiences, which what they have been, a lot of kids and adults have been um, uh, survivors of childhood sexual assault or witness domestic violence or witness homicide, witness any type of violence. So that's the things that this is um, causing in our community a lot. Like Joe mentioned earlier, um, before about uh, he had an issue with his son and, his, and, a, and a girl who was the bully. You get what I mean? And she was you know, messing with his son. And then the people at the school said to him, well, what they said, they, what they said, Joe, they said they, they gave her an award and she was a, a bullying everybody the whole year because she was going through a lot. Well, that caused, by her going through her traumatic experience at home caused her to have, to be a bully to well, Joel's son at school. And it's not being identified or it's not being, you know, or it's not being um, taken care of in the best um, way, shape, or form. But, um, but you know what I think? I think that has a, the A, A, the A, what you call it? A, A, what you call ADHD. it? ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. I yep. feel like a lot of times these kids need to just get outside and run, man. They don't get to go outside and they have all that built up energy and, you know, they say the kids can't keep still. Sometimes motherfuckers just need to run, play soccer, play football, play baseball, you know, instead of being pent up and locked down. Yeah. Different you know, day like, day yeah, they need to run. I feel like you just need to be outside and, and get put it, you know, sometimes you're just sitting in a fucking room all day or sitting in the house all day, can't do nothing. Of course you're gonna like build up some says, kind of anxiety. Different day age. Like like he says, different day age. Everybody on their tablets and shit now. So why yeah. buy a tablet for them? You bought the tablet for them, right? But you want yeah, them to go third. So what the hell you got tab for me <laughs> No, but Melissa, Melissa, no, Melissa put the two girls. I, in, look, look, see, don't point the blame on nobody else. We no, we talking directly put, no, to said, you. <laughs> no, but she put she put the girls in. Yo, um, Joe, I'm shooting. Put, tell. I know, I know, happened. I know, but she, I'm I'm explaining. You she, right she, like, though, but I'm just saying. No, yeah, but it's she put the two girls in, in dance. No, but no, I'm telling you, she put the two girls in dance. I got mad kids, Ted, and she um. And the two boys, you know. <laughs> I got a lot of kids. I got a lot of kids. And you know, I, I signed up the two boys for boxing. So I'm I'm trying to get them out there to at least run around or do something. You know what I'm saying? 
So that, yeah, so I'm trying. But it just starts at home, though, all that stuff. It starts at home, man. You got to protect your kids. You got to... Right. It starts with the parents. So I think this went over here what I was trying to say to you guys. I was saying that... <laughs> I know it did. I know it did. With the kids, the kids, you know, they, they're by the school. They see they have behavioral issues. So that they go to the counselor. The counselor diagnoses with ADHD. Then they send them to the doctor. Then the doctor prescribes them yeah. with medication. So when you guys say educating each other, um, going to resources that's in school, they're fucking up the kids early on by give, putting them on medication because they have behavioral issues yeah. or they make scared. So that's what I'm trying <clears throat> to explain to y'all. What do y'all think about that? So, so I'm I'm a jump. I'm a j- just jumping. <clears throat> My thoughts on the whole ADHD thing is it's bullshit, right? Because if everybody has an attention deficit, if everybody has an attention deficit, then that means nobody has an attention deficit. That's just the way the brain works now. That's the way everybody's brain has shifted. So um, the attention spans are different nowadays because people are able to get information faster, right? I don't need to learn how to spell. I can look shit up in Google real quick. So... I think the whole ADHD, all of that thing needs to be reworked and rethought of. I think uh, families need to trust their own instincts, their own parenting abilities, and be like, my kid does not have ADHD. And even if they do, like you are not giving them this medication until their brain reaches a certain level of maturity. Right. Agreed. Agreed, brother. But parents right. don't have the tools. Like you think you go into, Maul, you know this, parents think they go into the experts. So when the expert says, your kid needs this, this will help. Like, well, damn, I'm not the expert. I work at X, Y, and Z. Okay, I'm gonna trust you. But parents need to be like, nah, like this kid has it, this kid has it, this kid has it. Maybe that shit's not abnormal. Maybe that's the way their brain works. Maybe we're the abnormal ones because we're judging them by a fucked up metric. So I think yep. parents right. trust themselves and trust each other and rebel against giving their young brains medication. Mm-hmm. That's agree, brother. You're right. You're one hundred percent right. Yeah, now, now I have a question. I have a question. Yeah, Diamond, do I have ADHD? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Do you have ADHD? My man needs some milk, you heard? Yo, get my man some milk, bro. Yo, get, no, he don't even need two percent. Get him whole milk. But, you gotta drink some oatmeal. No, Tor, what do you think about that? Fat in it, bro. What's the question again, Axel? What do you think about the whole ADHD, the children? Uh, being diagnosed with ADHD and being put on medication at such an early age. Yeah, I think that's that's totally wrong. That's 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 you could say that's borderline experimenting because like the, the brain is not developed and there's a lot of things can change. Maturity can happen. You gotta give that give that person a chance to grow. Like how Jay Tay was saying, once they get on those drugs, it's over. Now that's mm-hmm. part of now that is in their system, and then it's you'll really start life. seeing 
is part of their life. Side effects occur, and and some people become immune to these drugs. That's why you see they, like, they can't get off it. They can't get off it. And you see the uh, the younger generation under us. They like we, you know, we grew up on the weed, like our generation. They take drugs like chemical enhanced man made drugs, yep. which are in these yep. pills from the pharmaceutical from the pharmacist from the pharmacy. Okay, you already know the pharmaceutical companies are. You know the the they got the biggest bag in the world. Like Excellent. they the biggest Word. drug dealers in, out here. Like so, and it's crazy. And like just just to let uh, just to end it up though, it's so crazy when you see a medication that's supposed to help you, and then that that list they they destroy squeezing that um, side effects at the end, diarrhea, crazy. internal breathing, crazy, like, <laughs> huh? Like out of my head, I, I should just let, maybe I should drink some water for that headache. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Slow down. Because I don't need all these extra things from, like, you causing more problems with all that. That's easy. Yeah. Constipation. Man. Shit. Yeah. Right. That, right. What about you, Jay? Um, what, 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 was your, what was your baseline question again? My baseline is basically <laughs> what do you think about um, the children being diagnosed with yeah, man. Listen, I, I, I think it's complete. I think it's complete bullshit, bro. Uh, mm -hmm. So my my oldest daughter, at seven, they tried to diagnose her with it, and I said, "Where did you get this diagnosis from?" So you talk to a doctor and you ask him where they get it from, right? They show you this book at which they read from, and I said, "I don't agree with a book because ADHD should be based off of situational issues, not based off of a fucking book." So like. And I asked her, I asked, no bullshit, I asked the doctor. White kid came in here, did you diagnose the kid with ADHD? No? Okay. Black kid comes in here, you diagnose a kid with ADHD. You can get the fuck out of here. Both of my kids now, to this day, they are like two grades ahead of where they're supposed to be. But yet the doctor wanted to diagnose my kids with ADHD. Yo, can you answer your phone spills? <laughs> you know that's you. Yeah, Jay, continue. So, so it's like I, I don't agree with it. That's and, my wife's fault. And, and, and too, too fast. Doctors are willing to diagnose kids today, particularly black kids, minority kids, of of some sort of disease, because at the end of the day, they get paid for that every time you come back to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. have to do our due diligence too, though and make sure that we understand what it is that's going on, what it is that they're trying to diagnose the kids with before we go to the doctor. Before and after. Yeah. Because it's all bullshit. I, I, don't, I don't agree with it at all, though. Not at all. What about you, Diamond? Um, I don't want to... In my opinion, I don't want to write off attention deficit disorder by like saying it's, it's not like real because I don't really know because I do understand that like some children you know will pay more attention in school than other children would because you know they probably just don't like, really care but I just feel like those kids that even if they are diagnosed with ADHD they just need more patience like they need more time you know like they could be 
like like I said, they could just like, you know, not be comfortable in the environment that they're in maybe. And they're just like acting out or something like that. But they just need more attention, more patience, somebody to sit with them, somebody to help them understand whatever they're doing. So they actually develop a comfort area within that, a comfort zone within that area of education or wherever they're at, something, something like that. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. LT the voice. Don't say what Jay said. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Don't say what Jay said. And don't try to holler at Diamond. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, damn. I, I, I think I'm done there. <laughs> nah, but what was the question? Oh, yeah, nah, the kids. Yeah. Nah, um, they, I mean, you put all the pills in the, in, in the kids' head and in, in, in their bodies, and, and and they get all these other other side effects, like like Tor was saying. Like, I mean, it don't make no sense to do that. Who the hell are you to sit there and diagnose somebody with something like 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 Jay Boogie said out of a fucking book? So you read this book. Let me read this book about your, your ass. And let me tell you about two. So I'm going to diagnose to your ass with some. So it could work both ways. Why shouldn't it? One thing, let me let me be clear because this is going to go public. Right? Let me be clear when I say this. Like, I don't believe completely that we should throw out. The book that they're referring to is the DSM-5. Right? I don't believe that we should throw out throw out the diagnostic diagnostic tool called the DSM-5. What, what I'm saying is we have to look deeper than what's on a page, look into the situations, look into the dynamics, right? So I'm not um, shitting on the whole industry of psychology. What I'm saying is a lot of times what happens, these um, initial diagnoses and these initial prescriptions are not coming from psychologists, are not coming from psychiatrists, are not coming from counselors. They're coming from your primary care doctor that you see for your checkup, for your cold, for your heart. That's This is not what they do. And they're diagnosing it based on self-report of the individual, of the parent, of the school, et cetera. It's not based on true knowledge of the person. So we should use the tool of the DSM-5 as a framework but make sure it's coming from the right person. I'm not gonna go to my knee surgeon about my heart. So why is my primary doctor diagnosing me and giving me a mental health drug? That doesn't make sense. Right. Absolutely, absolutely right on that one. You know, absolutely right. right. That's and, what I was, and, and, and also, yeah, and, and, I'm glad you said that. Right. Also, there's another problem out there, which is called misdiagnosis. And that's happening a whole lot out here to these children as well. Um, so I definitely hear what you're saying on that one, Ted. Joe, please correct Joe. Go ahead, man. Man, the only pills my kids getting is vitamins and vitamin C, bro. Mm-hmm. I, and I just feel like um, like a lot of the, the, the teachers now, when it comes to black kids, they don't because they're the one that send your kids to get checked for this shit anyway. They don't want to work with your kid. They don't have any patience for your kid. You get know what I'm saying? 
like when when Jeremiah was younger, he he was going to a Catholic school that we was paying money for. And the Catholic school school had like no kind of structure in it. So, you know, I, I feel like he wasn't learning nothing there. They wasn't really taking him serious. So I brought him to public school. Public school said that he was like two grades behind or something like that. Right? And they're gonna request for him to get to move to special ed without even you know, just we wanna put him here. And that's it. So I told my wife, he's like, he's like, no, we're not doing that. So I brought him across the street to this lady. She went to after school program at Dunkston. And she, within three months, she got she got him sitting in the class and she got him caught up with the work, you know? And after school program did that. And here, I, and I sent my kids to this this lady with like master's degree. There's this whole school system that's built to teach our kids that gave up on them first, you know, without even trying. And I feel like it's the same thing with the doctors. They, they just don't care about our kids. So we have to make those decisions. And we have to protect our children by any means necessary. And we have to stand up to these. Just because you have a degree don't make you more knowledgeable about my kids than me. You know? Definitely. That's how I feel. So, yeah, so that's how I feel. You, 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 like the parents. But I feel bad because certain parents don't have that understanding, don't have that education. They don't have that awareness, so they're gonna listen to the the doctors. And these pills are fucking getting the kids hooked and fucking them up. Definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. So I'm I'm about to wrap this up. Um, this is gonna be part one, but part two definitely we're gonna do um, as far as you know the cause and effect of mental health in in the hood, as well as life in general. But I'm gonna give um I'm gonna start with Jay Book with his final take. Yeah. Oh, James, uh, world talk, final take. Yeah, the final take is that, um, you know, we all know that this is a big issue within our community. And conversations like this and platforms like this and also um, Rick Joint, the talking from experience, we get a lot of therapeutic sessions to, to express these feelings you know, uh, and consult amongst, amongst one each other and it's, it's good, it's, it's helpful because, you know, a lot of things, you you hear things in, in an open conversation and it'll touch you in a certain way and it'll, it'll open your mind state. So yeah, I'm glad we did this. I appreciate it. Politically correct, Joe, final take. Um, you know, I, I love this podcast, man, you know? But I, I love today's session. It taught me a lot about myself, you know, and I just hope we touch more on this topic. Yeah, we're going to do a part two on this. Uh, uh, Diamond, what's your final take on this? My final take on this is that there should be more um, platforms like this. We got to really talk more about these topics because they're not being spoken about with they're not being spoken about enough you know we need to touch more on these topics within like that community within the educational community definitely you know um i really appreciate being here even though i am not a professional uh 
And yeah, thank you guys for having me today. Uh, no problem. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> LT The Voice, final take. She ain't gotta be a professional. Okay. Um, to Ted, final take. Ted, Ted had to um sign off. He had to put it in the text in the group text. Oh, Bug, final take. Yo. Final take on this, J. Bug, wrapping it up. Look, brother, I think uh, you know it, it, it's an issue that we all have to take serious and we all have to take a look at. Um, educationally, we have to be 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 really sound on this, and I think that's where we really need to focus our energy, uh, time, and effort, uh, making sure that we continue to educate people. But you know, to Teddy's point earlier, we got to make sure we continue to build trust within our own community and talk about it with each other. We, we got to make sure we be vulnerable about all of this stuff, too, so. Definitely, definitely. We got to cover some more of this in part two. Yes, sir. LT The Voice, final take, yes, sir. Bro. Final take, man. Take us home. You on mute, bro. You on mute, Spot. Final take. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I, I thought you heard me. Mm-mm. Go ahead. I said, yeah, the mental health got to get under control. People got to trust people. You got to find somebody to talk to that you can trust. You try to get your mind right. And I trust Joe. I passed my number to Diamond, so I follow. Yo, get off the phone, bro. <laughs> yo, 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 Spot, yo, you can call me anytime, you heard? You had call. I was talking to boy like an hour on my birthday out of nowhere. I'm like, this first time somebody ever called me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, be calling, I'll, call, I'll be calling everybody, man. I'll be hitting people up. Yeah, bro, we, we here for you, bro. Yeah, yeah, we we here for you. We here for you, man. Just call for the. Just call yo, the yo, T. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get your number from Mar. Mar, Mar won't give you my number, or whatever that is. Mar, get my number, or whatever. To who? Teddy, Teddy signed off. Oh, all right, cool. Oh, 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 we done. Oh, so turn the record off. <laughs> we almost done now. World tour. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, oh, Diamond, what's up? <laughs> Diamond, you already you know, still Diamond? No, uh, you, relax, you, bro. Him. Yo, go to the store and get that milk, man. Yeah, yeah, you see where I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. All right, man. <laughs> All right, World Tour, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate you already know anytime, bro. Hey, Bug, thank you for joining us today. Yes, sir. L to the voice, thank you for joining us today and get some milk. Yes, <laughs> always a pleasure. Don't get no bottle. Diamond, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, and Polybius. Yes, Diamond. And Polybius. Don't hang up yet. Thank you for joining us today. Always a pleasure, bro. All right, this, is, this has been another edition of Brothers Podcast.
Be on the lookout for part two of our mental health discussion coming right at y'all. Have a good one, everyone. Special thanks to World Tour, J Boogie, LT The Voice, Politicorrect Joe, and our special guests, Diamond and Teddy. Thank you for joining us for the Brothers Podcast. Love, peace, soul. Stay safe, everyone.